Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the program. My special guest tonight is renowned author and poet Samuel Rain Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions. The list of Samuel's accomplishments is endless. Among his many achievements, he created Passions Private Collection and the Dogman Blues series. He has written over 40 books, performed with numerous other poets and authors, as well as performed his own work around the country. His latest work is from the Dogman Blues Collection. John Bold was released in 2021. Later that same year, he released The Four Play Look Inside. And this year, Dogman Blues, an interview with love. This prolific author is only getting started, and there are many more titles to come. Currently, he's on tour with the Gray Beards. Hello, and welcome to the program, Samuel Rain Benjamin. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, Michael. <laughs> it is great to be here. Well, I'm glad you're helping me close out the month. And I'm so pleased that you're with us tonight. Let's begin this poetic journey, all right? Great. All right. My friend, what is poetry? Poetry is like music. It's, it's an art form that uh, has many expressions. You know, it, it, it can move you. It can bring you to laughter. It can give, bring you to tears. It can bring you joy. I mean, it, it's just something beautiful when you can put words together to tell a story. And, and that's what poetry does. And, and it plays in so many different arenas because of just what it is. The spoken word, well, actually, that's something different too, but it's actually something beautiful. And that's just what I call it. Right. Tell me more in terms of fleshing it out, what it means to you from your heart. Give me some of the heart piece of it. Yeah, well, you know, when when I first started writing uh, in high school, I, it was it was totally different to where I am now. And and okay. as I grew older, college and everything, it it, uh, it it also moved differently. I was writing differently. I was mm-hmm. writing about different subjects. And then um, early two thousands, I, I I said, what is the world missing the most? And then I concentrated on that, and then I started writing love. Because mm-hmm. I thought that that was the most beautiful thing that I could give from myself to the world. So that's my gift. Hmm. Wow. Tell me more, man. That's fascinating. <laughs> Tell me more. Because that is what the world needs is love. And how did that oh, yeah. in your poetry, how did you bring all that together? I just want to know. Well, you know, I mean, being a, a, a child of the 50s, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm up there in age, uh, mm-hmm. the music that I grew up with, was beautiful, and and as mm-hmm. I, I I even worked in radio for a while, and okay. then I saw the music change, and then when the music started to change even more, I saw it wasn't being as respectful to women as it could be. Even mm-hmm. some of the art that I hear the people sharing their poetry is not as beautiful. I, I have this thing that I say that if it's not beautiful, then it can't be love. Okay. And so I decided that I was going to write beautiful, 
all the time. Mm. And and that's that's my mission. Wow. You know, to to write as beautiful as I can because I'm speaking, you know, I'm a son, uh, I'm a father, I'm a brother. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I need to share that part of me to show them what I've learned and then just to have a young daughter, I want her to know that love is beautiful too and she shouldn't mm-hmm. expect anything less. Wow. I really like hearing that. I really do because that's the kind of message we don't often hear anymore. It's just, it's just yeah. so different today. It's just so different. We'll talk further about that as we continue this journey. So why is poetry important? Samuel Rain, Benjamin, why is it that we do what we do? Well, I mean, I have my reason, and, and mainly it's to show that love is still beautiful. Regardless of what you hear uh, other people say, uh, and the way people look at love now, it, it's uh, it, it's not as serious, you know, and, and I take mm-hmm. love seriously because when one's giving to you and you're giving of yourself, it, it should be serious. And so in my poetry, I, I, I make it just that. I'm going to write something beautiful. I'm going to say the beautiful things. I had, I used to say this thing that... I'm going to say the things your man won't say. I don't do that mm. now because I don't have my bodyguard. So we, we don't do that now. <laughs> so, so like, okay, Samuel, don't get in trouble, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, but no. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's just that thing, you know. I mean, when, when you can, if, if for people who go to open mics, and, and you should, if you go to an open mic, you, you're going to hear entertainment like you've never heard before. Yes. You know, and... Um, it's just going to be like that. I got people texting me. They say, where is the link? I'm like, it's on my Facebook page. Oh, like right now? <laughs> yeah, like right now. You know, it's like, it's like oh, oh. I knew you were the man. <laughs> Please share with me, Samuel, an early experience where you learned the poetic language had power. Uh, actually, uh, it, it was it was basically, oh, well, actually, no. I mean, I was writing in high school, but right. of course, and because of my age thing, they wasn't feeling what I was writing because we were reading Shakespeare. We were not reading the poetry that I mean, I, I didn't know about Maya Angelou. Well, I knew of her, but I didn't I didn't have any of her books. I do now, okay. you know, mm-hmm. Langston Hughes and books like that. I didn't have those. So, and 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 it it uh. And, and I wanted to develop my own style. You know, I got to the point to where I can't write like anybody else because it, it won't be original. It won't be me. So I uh, I just got on my journey, and I had periods where I didn't write. Mm-hmm. And then and then when it came down to, two, I think it was 2004, I started writing, and it just wasn't working, you know, I was, and I was writing it actually on paper and I was balling up paper and throwing it in the trash, you know, just like, okay. wow, look at all this paper that I'm wasting. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, I, I got another computer and, and then I started typing it out and it, and it started coming out so much better. And then, but of course there's this thing that happened to me in life or I had a lot of anger and that's why I couldn't write. And, and, okay. and, and so if you don't release that, or let it go, it's going to hold you back. Yes. And so, and I didn't want to write angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in 2007, I freed my emotions and then it was on after that. 
I mean, I just was blazing. I was writing 10, 15 poems a day, every day, <laughs> you know. Even at work, I was writing poetry. What are you doing? I'm writing. <laughs> so, man, do you view your ability to write poetry? Is it a creative gift or creative art? Both. Talk to me. Both, because, because um, the gift part is that it was always in me to write. And that gift came from uh, when I was younger, I had a speech impediment. I stuttered really bad, so I couldn't, I wouldn't dare speak out loud, but I could write it down for you. Uh, and then the, the art part of it was just that because I could take these simple words, and, and, and this is my mission, I don't want to use any big words that you got to look up mm-hmm. or figure out, what did he just say? No, I'm going to use the simplest words possible to tell you this story because I'm going to use everyday words that we use every day to tell you this story. Okay. Okay. Mm. Because you dealt with a speech impediment, what do you view as being the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? Because um, I wouldn't have, if you had not shared that, my friend, I would have never known that. I would. Yeah, no. Uh, there, there are words that I will not attempt to. It, 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 I can find a word that I want to use, and then I'm like, if I can't speak it without stuttering, then I'm not going to use it. Maybe I'll okay. write a poem to to showcase that, but it won't be deliberately. It would be because because I don't, I don't want to give you the real me all the time. Okay, so, uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, fake it and say, like, oh, I had a speech impediment and then uh, fake stuttering. No, I, I mm-hmm. actually still stutter to this day. Okay. I just choose my words carefully mm-hmm. so that I don't. But uh, my tone, uh, when I was younger, I mean, I could sing falsetto, you know, I sing mm-hmm. that tenor, first, second, alto, all that stuff. And as I got older, of course, the voice changed. And I really didn't like my voice. Uh, and then one day, a gentleman from Blog Talk sent me a, a recording app, and I recorded myself. And I played it back, and I said, damn, I sound good. I'm like, that was it. That was all, it was all over after that. I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, I'm killing it now. You know, and, and once I heard myself on the recording, I mean, uh, actually, you know, and I, I recorded it right there in my living room on my computer and played it back, and, and I'm like, man, I sound good. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know what they were hearing, you know. People would say, mm-hmm. "Oh, your voice should work." And I'm like, when I when I would play back a blog talk show, I'm like, that sounds whack. But mm-hmm. they weren't hearing that. They were hearing right. the baritone coming through, yes. um, the way I I spit my poetry. And I, I was on the show one time, and uh, Flora Tree was on there, the artist. Yes. And I spit a poem, and she said. She said, I understood every word you said, and it was so beautiful. And then I was like, okay, okay, I'm going I'm to get the big head here. But then <laughs> I, I have this thing that I tell folks that um, no matter how much success I have, every night when, I'm, when I was sitting there writing and I would write something beautiful, and then I'm like, uh, the, the next day I have to top that. So I tell them that every night I let the air out of my head so that I can float back to that same level again or above. Wow. And so I'm always reaching to achieve something in my writing, you know, because mm-hmm. you're only as good as you was yesterday. And so mm-hmm. if you don't put in the work, 
And I was putting in the work because I was writing every day, which helped me because a lot of the times, you know, when I first started, it all sounded the same. And as mm-hmm. I continue to grow and teach myself, you know, let's go back to school. Let's take a couple of classes. Let's, let's learn something. And then uh, we can master this. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, I still want to use simple words. And then so, so that's my mission. All right. Because I was thinking that after having listened to almost 400 poets and other writers, you've got that voice that uh, stands out from the crowd. So, all right. Samuel, Wayne Benjamin, <laughs> please share a poem. Okay. So uh, something interesting, um, I just, you know, it's my style of writing is totally mm-hmm. different than a lot of people, because I'm not a spoken word artist, I'm definitely a poet. I can have okay. a poem that's 30 seconds long, and, and that would be that piece, and that piece is going to say a lot. Or I could do uh, a group of poems together, and I could tell you the story that they tell. Mm-hmm. And so the first piece that I'm going to do uh, is a, it's a set, and it actually has three poems in it. The first one is titled, I Will Be the Yes. The second one is is is, is, is titled uh, the epitome of love, and the third one is my recipe for love. And and so and I was as I was writing this book uh, in twenty, I started writing the book in twenty ten. I released it in twenty thirteen. It has over two hundred pages. So check it out. I am this side of passion, an aura of vibration in the raw. When the answer becomes a question to love me, please. Let this be the moment the romancing of you takes me to where love is that beautiful something you can't let go of. When you call for this moment, I will be the yes for every night with you. Truly, you have never been loved like this. These moments of a passionate kiss will be as though the desert were yearning for the sea. From these contemplations, Ascertain this nirvana, finding that passageway to forever, my hunger, whispering for the air you breathe. When aroused, become that flower blooming, surrendering the trembling of your body, that I may capture the epitome of you. Imagining your love like this. Now, if I were making love, you would be the only recipe I need. I am to be everything that becomes you. Where my passion is to take your emotions, even your dreams will come. Imagine a caress so sensuous, it tempts you to anticipation, have my desire. As the touch of my lips discovers the essence of your pleasure, capture this moment. Have the meat of into you be the recipe flowing from these very words, becoming everything you have ever dreamed. Have my eroticism for the sexy in you, yes, you. For all that your love could be, hear the whispers of my wanting. Every moment I'm into you, say you love me. And from the urge, have all these things. From the whispers of my thoughts, have this reflection, loving me like you want to. Have these tender moments take you from another lonely night to tasting ecstasy. I want to. For every moment of your desires, you become that storm trembling from the moment you come. Become these passionate thoughts. I won't stop until I'm feeling this event. Your love 
sobbed and wept. As I lay it down for the moment you want your love to begin, be taken to the edge of everything, having this be the making of your dreams and never have another lonely night. I am complicated passion, the voice behind this pen. Michael, are you with me? Yes, I am. <laughs> you said, you said <laughs> one, I'm mesmerized, but you also said there were three of them. So <laughs> I thought you were going to continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just continue. <laughs> that, was, that was three different poems that from the same book, poems? My Recipe for Love. That was three different they, poems. The first one was titled, I Will Be the Yes. Yes. Which started off, uh, I'm just out of passion. The second one was the epitome of love. And I said, truly, you have never been loved like this. The third one was, if I were making love, you would be the only recipe I need. <laughs> you smooth, man. <laughs> because they meld together so much. <laughs> I was yeah, waiting on the other yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That was definitely... I mean, it's a flow. I mean, an average poem for me, if I can move you in 30 seconds, I have accomplished my goal. Okay, I see that. Now imagine if I have five minutes to move you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting settled in, man. <laughs> I was ready to hear some more. But let me ask you this question, man. We were talking about love, all right? I'm wondering, when you think about writing a poem, is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? No, uh, it, it is to, uh, well, like I said, I've I freed my emotions. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about how I love. Okay. I'm going to talk about the love I expect. I'm going to talk about it so that you know that it's real, you know, because it's like, are you making that up? No. When I write a poem, it's real because it's me, because okay. I've freed my emotions. If I was tight, then I couldn't, I, I couldn't, my, it wouldn't flow. I don't think it would flow for me if I tried to make it up. To that day in the beginning, when I first started writing love poems, yes. it was because I was trying to make it up. I, I didn't want to share how I love. And then mm-hmm. when I freed my emotions, I said, well, it, it ain't, if it ain't real, then no one's going to believe it. Because your work is about, well, I was going to say, because your work is about emotion, do you think someone can be called a poet if he or she or whatever, they don't exhibit emotions in their work anywhere? What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, uh, it, it, well, I'm open to, I, I would tell a poet, you have to become, what's the thing I said, you have to become the poem. Okay. Once you become that poem, then you take it off paper and you bring it to life. Mm. And then so uh, people have come to me and, and say that when I read your poetry, I hear your voice, especially for the ones who have heard me. So those are the okay. people that will let me know that they hear my voice. It's, it's like when we sing a song in our mind, we hear the artist singing it. Yes. It's not us singing. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be the artist. So, so when people tell me that, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Because that's a real thing, you know. So uh, I had one person 
uh, reached out to me on Facebook and said that uh, they typed it in Messenger. They said, I, I can't put it down. And I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so I asked, I said, what do you say? She said, uh, she kept turning the pages because she, she would read a poem and that would be that poem. And then she had to turn the page to see if I could do it again. Hmm. And she just said, I can't put it down. I'm like, that is so beautiful. Now, Sandra, does it does it hurt you to write poetry? If not, why not? Oh, no, no, it, it doesn't. <clears throat> there are some things that, that, that I write that, that I, I, you know, that, that brings me sadness and I'm not, I don't share those poems. I, I put them in books for okay. people to read. And occasionally I may spit a piece of those poems that, because I talk about real moments. Well, all my poems, they have to be real when I, I talk about our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, when I'm speaking of, of, of people of color, uh, there's some words that I don't use. Like I don't use the word black in, in my poetry because okay. we're not black. I don't describe myself as, I don't describe myself as African-American. Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't do that. Uh, and then I I remember once, it was since 2011 or something like that, I was working with uh, a group and and they 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 put on the internet that I was a black love poet. I'm like, oh no no no, I, I'm not a black love poet. I'm a poet. Okay. And I don't write I don't write just one thing. I mean, I, people of all races buy my books mm-hmm. from multiple countries. So how could I be a black love poet? Not that, you know, because and, and, I tell them I'm not black. So it's like, mm-hmm. where did I? I mean, I see I see some black stuff. I got some black stuff here in my house. Like these speakers, they black, but I'm not that colored. <laughs> so right. it's like, no. Right. So, so yeah. So so when I write uh, about life, I mean, and everything I write is about life. But when when I write, as they say, conscious pieces, mm-hmm. um, they're most so uh, my pain. You know, when I, I speak of the homeless, I, I speak of people being uh, mistreated, shot, killed, that kind of thing like that. I mean, those are the moments that I, I can have tears, you know, when I'm sitting here writing. You so know, you it, view it, yourself. It, they take a lot out of you. Yes, they do. So you view yourself as being a very empathetic person. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, um, you kind of broke up a little bit, so I, I didn't hear that okay. one word. Okay, I'm sorry. So you view yourself as being an empathetic person. Empathy is important to you. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, um, growing up, you know, I, I took, I was a young kid in Texas from until I was eight. And I saw things that, that people were like, really? They had that? Yeah, they really had that. It mm-hmm. said white only found them. You ride in the back of the bus. All those kind of things like that. I've seen those things. I've lived those things. And people not knowing my name. I was working at one company, and, and uh, one person got carried away. And so I went to Human Resources, and, and, and I, uh, I said, I need a new name badge. They said, what's wrong, Sam? I said, I need my badge to say Mr. on it. Mm. <laughs> so they're not going to disrespect me up in here. You know, right. so I, I see life as being um, myself as a human and that's and that's that's my race you know okay. Uh, okay and and that's the way i look at life well please share another piece of your work okay so uh what i'm gonna do is uh 
uh, I, I'm going to share a little short poem so you can see what how it, it kind of like flows for me. And mm-hmm. um, this piece here uh, was an introduction piece for me. Uh, and I was promoting my, my, my first book. So it goes like this. It was a moment of anticipation, at least I thought it would be. She was that second of temptation that stopped me. I could see her into it. Seems to have captured her imagination. She didn't blink an eye when I said hello. She just kept on reading as if I were not there. I wanted her attention. I could see the title of the book. To my surprise, it was my own pen. I knew then this would be a moment to go all in. So I recited a line. I knew she had already read. If I were making love, you would be the only recipe I need. <laughs> she stopped. She said, I see you have read this book. I said, no, I am this book. <laughs> That's that piece. Okay. <laughs> Which brings up a question that I thought about asking. Do you live your life like it's a poem? Yeah, it's got to be beautiful. Every day, you know, I mean, uh, uh, from the time that it, whatever I'm doing, uh, because I, I, I think well, some people say they, they want to see the real me. <laughs> well, this okay. is the real me. All right. I mean, All right. That's, All right. this is who I am, you know. So in addition to love as being one of the themes of your work, what are some of the other predominant themes that you write about? Well, um, like, uh, for a moment, uh, okay, so, you know, we have this really bad problem in these United States. Mm-hmm. And and I remember uh, in my college back in 1975 in a history class, I, I said, America's going to be a third world country. And people were like, they all laughed at me. You know, I was the only mm-hmm. black kid who was saying that we're black. I was the only person of color in my class. So oh, I, I, I uh, uh, they didn't really uh, want to hear what I was talking about. But America has become a third world country. Because that's the way we're living. We got people in poverty. Um, um, people, it's like, because uh, if you look at politics and they have one side say, we don't want to do this, the other side says, we're going to do this, and they say, call them socialists and stuff like that. So I wrote this piece, and it was called Third World. And uh, I haven't released it yet. And then, so, and I was thinking one day, I'm like, this poem is good, but I, I need to add something to it. And so I did, mm-hmm. and 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 I changed the name of the poem from Third World to Voices, and it goes a little like this. All right. I love L.A., not this L.A. The city of freeway mansions, graffitied by overpass views. The sun, another day of hell in these streets. The city of homeless, no one gives a damn. Dehumanized, just drive by, priced out for so far in the woods. Hunger's on the menu. Night creatures, sidewalk living, can you feed me? Death be the smell they're given. Forty years of show me the money, trying to survive in the city of angels, now devils ruled by demons in blue. Can you hear the voices? One day, it may be you, Dark Man Blues. Wow. 
you know, this is, must be a night of synchronicity because that's where I'm headed next to Dark Matters. What inspired that series? Um, well, I have a friend in, 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 uh, in New York, Spanish Harlem, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he, we, we have com- we have conversations about life and, and I wasn't writing pieces like that, you know, until he inspired me. So I wrote this book called Imagining Freedom. Okay. And, um, and I didn't, I didn't release the book. It was a book that I gave away for free. I printed, I printed a bunch of copies. I just gave it to people for free. And so, and so I was looking for something to, to go with that, but it couldn't be, I, I wanted to talk about myself and other uh, men of color. And I can remember being on tour and I was in uh, Spokane, Washington, and these three college professors, they were all men of color. And they wanted to sit down and meet with me the next day. I was still in town. And uh, I went and met with them and they asked me, uh, what is Dark Man Blues? And I said, we are Dark Man Blues. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it came out to be. So uh, the Dark Man Blues is a series of books. There are eight of them, but I've only released three of them so far. The next one's coming out is Dark Man Blues and Interview with Love. Okay, there are eight of them, but you've only released three. So far. So- yeah, I mean, I, I wrote all these books. That's why I got 40 <laughs> books because I got 20 still sitting on the shelf waiting to be published. And okay. so my next two books that are coming out is uh, A Prelude to Passion and mm-hmm. Dark Man Blues. I retitled it to Finding Me, an Interview with Love. Okay. Okay, so, okay, okay, you released three and you got eight. So did you release the very first one or was it the second or third one in the series? You see what I'm saying? How did you go about choosing the three that you chose to release to release them? Okay, so the 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 first one that I released was called If It Were Me. Okay. You know, so it's like when you do something and then or something happened to you or you tell, you know, like I have a young son and I would like, if it were me, what would I do? And so I wanted to get people to understand that, you know, if it were you, what would you do in this situation mm-hmm. if the roles were reversed? You know, they put, they make a couple of little movies and make comedies out of them talking about, oh, he switched bodies and, and now he's in his body, he's in his body. No, not real. That's not real. It, real is, is you saying it really happened and, and um, Facebook Live, IG Live, all those things show you real time, real things happening to people of color or just anybody in general in life and those things, that's primetime TV, you know, when you see something and you was like, wow, I'm glad it's not me. I, I wrote this poem called Mother's Day and, and, and it was like, and everybody thought, it was, oh, it's a Mother's Day poem. Yeah, but it's a Mother's Day of grief because she sent her kids out to play and they get shot. Mm. And so th- that's a real life moment, you know, in life, you know, so, um, that's how that, that, that started off the, 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 the Dark Man Blues series. It was love poems. In the first book, it was love poems and conscious pieces because I just didn't want to give you love. I wanted to show you the other side of it as well. And, of course, the, the election in 2016, because that's when I wrote the first four books was in 2016. I wrote four books. Well, I wrote four of the Dark Man Blues books in 2016, and I released them 
first set got released in 2018. Then I released one, um, and then I didn't re- I didn't release the next one until 2021. Mm-hmm. But I had four, so the next one comes out is coming out this year. Wow! Please share another poem. Okay. Um, this this is from a book that uh, that's not out yet, and this is called Reading You. Getting to know you. I'm going to read you like writing my next book. As words become lines, I'll be this journey making love through your mind, editing all the moments until you're, you're done, folding pages, taking notes just to review because I want to read over the moments we've come to again. And that's that poem. <laughs> I still need a second to process, man. I don't care if it was five seconds long. <laughs> Some very powerful words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was say that. I, I want to use simple words, but I want to say something <clears throat> in, in that journey. So um, as I was practicing, because I'm, I'm ready to go on tour, mm-hmm. there's there's a, two other poems that I put with that to make it longer, you know, because okay. it, it, it's, it's a whole thing about, um, like it, when some places I may go to maybe just an open mic and they say uh, you have you could do two poems or you could do five minutes. Well, mm-hmm. I'm taking the five minutes <laughs> because my poem is only thirty seconds, so I'm not gonna let you uh, <laughs> get me on that one. So I'm gonna put some of these poems together and we're gonna roll this right on through. But my first poem might be two minutes long. I, mm-hmm. I did a show in Redondo Beach, California. And and then well it wasn't and it wasn't my show. I, I met the young man when I was on tour. We were in we we were inside a busboys and poets, mm-hmm. and he he lived in L.A. just like me. And so he he and I reached out to him. He said he was doing this show and he invited me to come, but he already had his, all those features that were going to spit that 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 day, and mm-hmm. he gave me a free ticket and so I went. And then he says, if there's time, I'll get you on the mic. Lo and behold, the gentleman walks up to me. He says, you got three minutes. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll take the three minutes because mm-hmm. I wasn't a feature. But I was going to sit because mm-hmm. I wanted to let them know what time it was. And then um, as I get ready to spit my poem, the cameraman comes up to me. He wants to attach this wireless mic to me. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking, how can I proceed after he does that? And when he did that, I dropped a dope line that's just so just, I'm like, I'm going to use this every chance I get. I said, and now I have two minutes and 40 seconds to love you with all of my senses. Not just the five they mentioned, my 360 coming in dimensions, encompassing, if I were making love, I would inhale the scent of you like the sheep do. Take your breath away like a silent movie to be deeper into you. You sing it to me and I come alive. As the fire in your body engulfs the depths of my soul, I feel you like music. And then I went on to finish that set for two minutes Mm -hmm. and 40 seconds and they were messed up. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) what are you trying to communicate with your art? 
What do you want the world to know that, uh, about Samuel uh, Wayne Benjamin? That, that I write beautiful. Okay. And you can read beautiful. You're going to hear beautiful, and you should love that way. Not everybody mm-hmm. does, you know, but uh, it's like, uh, that's why I blew that line. One young lady said to me, she said, I didn't know love was supposed to be like this. And then instantly I said, if it's not beautiful, then it can't be love. Mm. You know, so when someone tells you that they love you, it's got to be beautiful. You know, so that's just my thing. I, I want to show them that love is still beautiful. And, and, and we as men are still, um, we still have chivalry. Yes. I taught that to my son. I, I speak it to everybody that I can. I, I even one time uh, I say, and this true story, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to put gas in my vehicle. And the young man gets out, he's clean, nice haircut, nice car, dressed nice, but his pants were sagging. I said, young man, I said, if you were dating my daughter, I'd stop you at the door. I said, if you know where you should be walking around with your pants sagging like that. And it's funny that I seen him again, and and he saw me, and he pulled his pants up real quick, you know. And I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, some guy comes to my house to see my daughter; he's not getting in. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I remind him quickly. I asked him a question: Did you see uh, Bad Boy? That's what's gonna happen to you, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I let him know that. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. But I have a question that I'd like you to answer when we return. Let's okay. imagine for a moment that a poem is like a cake. All right? What I'd like to know from you is when we return, what are some of the prevalent ingredients that go into the concoction we call a poem? Okay. And we'll be right back. I got that. Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with Samuel Rain Benjamin. This is a call-in show. And if you would like to talk to Samuel, the number is 646-787-1631. Samuel, what goes into the concoction we call a poem? Uh, well, every piece that I write, I write the title first. Okay. And then from the title, I create my first line, which in, in turn creates my second line and my third line and my fourth line. And what I teach is that uh, your first four lines of your poem when the person is reading it has got to pull them in. If, you, if you're not going to pull them in in the first four lines, they may not read the rest of it. And, of course, I, I like to paint the words on the page. So when you look inside one of my books, you may see 
things moved around. It's not your norm, straight up and down, open up and turn the page, and there's a bunch of letters on the page or a bunch mm-hmm. of words. Um, because each poem is a, is, is a piece of art by itself. So it's got to stand out. And so I put a lot into the ingredients of making my poem. So there's a beginning, there's a body, and then there's the ending. I remember once spitting at a place here in Long Beach. It was called the Griot Cafe. And with the whole stop the show and said, I don't know if you guys know this, but every one of Samuel's poems have powerful endings. Mm. And so, and then, of course, me writing short poems, I have to put a lot, I, well, not just a lot, but I have to say I have to say it a certain way to where what I give you in 60 words is just as powerful if, if I spit for five minutes or three minutes because I'm not a spoken word artist, but I can entertain you with my work. So I have to give you this recipe, you know, this is not title of my first book, My Recipe for Love, but this is my recipe for love. These pages is like a cookbook. And every poem is a moment that you've probably lived yourself. And and then you're going to remember something. You read one of these poems, you're like, I know this story. I've done this. I enjoyed it. You know, or hopefully that's what happened, that you enjoyed it. So that line you just said about a cookbook, that's in one of your poems or that's just off the top of your head? No, no, that's off the top of my head because when I when I uploaded the book, right. to, uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, well, well, it, it, it came wow. from it, 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 it came from uh, um, when I first put my book on, on Amazon and I, I mm-hmm. typed my name in to look for my book, I couldn't find it. Okay, okay. And then and then and then uh, it wasn't showing up. And then and because they thought it was a cookbook, they did the title. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Amazon thought it was a cookbook. No, no, it's poetry. I I clicked the poetry button, you know. So, but but it was it was with with all the cookbooks, and then then we we got it all sorted out. So, for me to ask you the question, what goes into the concoction we call a poem, which is kind of like baking a like being in a cookbook? That's what I'm talking about. So that's where I was wondering where you got that from. All right. Well, well, <laughs> well you know, it, 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 it takes you sharing your inner beauty into the poem, and we have so much flavor in us. You know, it's yeah. like when I, when I said that I'm going to love you with all of my senses, not just the five dimensions, mm-hmm. is because people uh, are so geared up to what they tell them that they have that they don't realize this is what I truly have. And the world is 360. We travel around the sun at 360. You are 360. So that's why uh, they say, oh, we can't build what they built because we don't know how to do it. Yeah, because you only got five senses, but I'm trying to use all the mind, you know, and and that's why I write the way I write because I freed my emotions to share the real me Mm -hmm. in my writing, you know, because then I choose to write about love. So, I mean, it's, and I've written thousands and thousands of love poems, and you can just imagine how much more love is in me. Uh, well, yes. I don't know. Well, help me with this one. So much is happening in this world. There's the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the indifferent. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? To be truth-tellers. 
because you're not going to hear it from, from, from any place else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have this poem called Deleted Scene. And if I pull it up, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to recite it. Yeah, I'd um, love to hear it. And, yeah, and, and it's a poem that, that – uh, and, and it's, it's, it's in a, a future Dark Man Blues book, okay? So mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and so this book is going to come out. I, I'm going to find this poem. I, I'm looking for it now. Because I didn't okay. have it pulled up on on my screen, but but I'm definitely Sorry. going to find it and I'm, I'm going to share um, that piece. And let's see here. Uh, okay, here we go. Right. And um, the name of the book is Dark Man Blues: If Life Were a Movie. All right. Deleted scene. Some scenes have been deleted. This graveyard holds the content of my past. No happy memories. Just the ones you wanted me to believe. Your promises on paper, they'd be worthless. You checking the value of my life. Pictures don't lie. They paint you living out your yesterdays today when you had rights to kill me, being I was once a slave. You haven't changed your fears that we have, knowing the real you. You attempt at erasing the truth when we can see right through you. America's got hidden agendas filled by history's lies. Poets speak truth to justice because it's just us telling it without deleting things. My life is not a movie. Dark Man Blues. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a world that's often fraught with difficulty. Should poets be required to talk about daily issues that affect us? Or can't we just write about rocks or trees or flowers or birds (laughs) or butterflies or puppies? Talk to me. Okay. No, Uh, you won't find me writing about uh, the trees, the bees, the flowers. I may may say uh, something, you know, (laughs) to that reference, but I ain't trying to write about the trees. I'm I'm trying to write about... (laughs) Uh, this air we breathe, you know. Okay. So that's what I'm writing about, and 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 I want to write about real life moments that affect people every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember I was shipping some books on UPS, and I walked in the UPS store, and um, it was four U- UPS workers working in there. This is when Dark Man Blues came out, and do you know that all four of those employees bought my books, and people in the line bought my books. <laughs> I yeah, I walked up to my car and got those books, and they was like, uh, they said, "What you mail it?" I said, "Books." They said, you, "What? You a writer?" I said, "I'm a poet." I spit a couple of poems, and I sold all those books in there. I'm like, "That's what I'm talking about," you know? No, and so when you have people with strangers, and mm-hmm. and these were not poets, you know, uh, and and so just to. Uh, when you're out there and you're sharing or the real you, uh, people are definitely going to feel it. Uh, and just like, wow, that that was deep, you know. <laughs> now, you've written, as you shared, thousands of poems. Am I correct? Uh, I Well, no, I can't share them all, which is another <laughs> great story. <laughs> Okay. Let me ask no. you a question. Let me ask you a question first. <laughs> okay. Before we delve into your vast repertoire. Uh, <laughs> have you written a poem 
that's ever frightened or humbled you of the of those thousands um yeah, I mean, uh, there's a poem that I, I don't recite it. Uh, I have mm-hmm. to I have to, to pull out the book and and uh, and actually read it from the book. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to grab a Dark Man Blues book. All right. And uh, and, and and this poem was uh, it, it's uh, it, it's it's one that that uh, it, I wrote it in 2016, and 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 I was like, uh, it's so moving that and I and by me having a young son. And mm-hmm. he was six two. Like he's six two. He's got dreadlocks. Well, he had dreadlocks mm-hmm. at the time. And and my little guy wanted to be out. And I'm like, dude, wherever you are, I will come pick you up. You don't walk mm-hmm. the street. You don't. When you, you hang with your friends, uh, I need to know where you are. I, I I need to be able to track you on your cell phone. I I, I need to know everything. You know, I drop you off at mm-hmm. school. I want to come pick you up. I remember when my son was younger. He said, am I ever going to get a chance to walk home? I said, never. <laughs> <laughs> never walking home. And, then, and uh, I, let, I let him walk home one time. And and, and, uh, and I told him, I said, here, here are the rules. You're walking home. If a, if a car turns in the driveway in front of you, you cross the street. Okay. And, and so, you know, it's a shame that we – and even as he got older and everything, and I was telling him, this is what you do. You know, the same story that my parents told me, I was telling to my son. Right. And so, um, I mean, those are the moments. So I, I wrote this poem called Black on Bloodstains. And uh, it, it uh, incorporated a lot of different things uh, that happened in 2016, but that also could have happened to my child because, he was still a child in 2016. So, black on blood stains. Can't hide the past. Painted pictures of life's conditions. Hunting live memories played out. It wasn't me. Doesn't have to be. The imprint on asphalt. Street cemetery now. Our black men, our women suffer swoon. Is that my child? Somebody tell me. What we termed this shot down, choked out, found dead in a cell, still living this hell. I can see it just so that painting looks like my blackness, labeled and bloodstained from Dark Man Blues. Mm. The other side. Wow. So, you know, I was like, I, I fear, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't want I didn't want my son to be a clone of my father's father's past. Okay. You know, I wrote that too. You know, so that's mm-hmm. something um, that you you think about. You know, when you send your children out to do anything, and yes. you don't want your child to be um, something that's going to happen. Because I mean, growing up, I mean, some of the things that that were said to me growing up as a child by other people, I'm like. Wow, I'm never going to look at life like that, and because we're people that we do bad things to ourselves, we we, we very seldomly do them to others, and that's mm-hmm. the part that I I I want people to understand that that uh, this life is a gift to you, and any life that you make thereof uh, is a gift to that person, you know, because uh, we when people 
uh, throw religion in and stuff like that. I, I and, and I get them, and then not that I'm not. I, well, I, I I'll say that I'm not, but to a certain extent, you know, it's like I have to ask them, oh, "Who are you? Are you a god? Well, don't you create life?" Mm-hmm. And so, act that way. Hmm. You know, I've got to ask the following question. Because you focus on love, did you have, based on what you've seen in the world prior to focusing on that particular topic, did you have to train yourself or, or was it just through sheer force and will that you had to focus or that you found yourself focused on love as opposed to other things? Talk to me. Oh, no. Well, see, no, it, it was easy. I mean, because, okay. Okay. Uh, like I said, every woman wants to be in love. Yes, every man true. does too. Mm-hmm. Every man does too. Whether they may know it or not, when you find that right someone, you're going to be in love. And and uh, nowadays it's totally different than what it was in the past. They look at love differently, but everyone wants to be in love. So that was an easy thing to write about because I was writing from, um, you know, uh, it shows my age basically, mm-hmm. you know, because okay. it's like my poetry is sort of like 70s, 80s type R&B. Okay. You know, so in that kind of genre. I guess the reason I asked that question, maybe it was for more for my sake than yours, but I know that everybody's story is different. And right. some people have experienced some really horrific things that they have to, they it's important for them to find the good in other people. You see what I'm saying? Because if they right. went on their own experiences, they wouldn't look at the good. You see what I'm saying? But they have to, through sheer will, focus to find the good in sometimes the people who do them the worst harm. That's why I asked that question about True. that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've heard the stories. Uh, you know, I, I, I met this poet in, in Los Angeles, and she wasn't writing love poems until she heard me and, and okay. she started writing love poems and, and, and she is an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just took from that, that uh, if, if you put it out there and a lot of people, if you go to open mics um, anywhere around the country, you're not going to hear anybody spitting like complicated passages because mm-hmm. maybe they're afraid to talk about love like that. I, I don't right. care. Somebody need to hear this. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I make it happen. I actually um, I wrote this book called Love in the Conversation, mm-hmm. another book that I wrote in 2016. It was one I think I wrote like six or seven books that year. <clears throat> and the the lady that I was uh, sharing this book with, uh, I well actually I mailed the book to this lady, and her mother got it. Her mother was like 70. Uh, late 70s and she wouldn't give the daughter back the book so I sent the daughter another book so I said well let me talk to your mother and she let me talk to her mother we exchanged numbers and <laughs> and and I would uh, and now as I was writing this book I would share every poem that I wrote in that book I shared with that lady I would call her and, 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 and I would read her whatever poems I had written that day or that week or whatever and she would hear them and, and uh, we became the best of friends and one time she, her number got changed. So I, I said, what you do? You, you got a new boyfriend and you dumped me? Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> they said that I brought so much joy to her, but she brought mm-hmm. joy to me because I was able to 
let people know that <clears throat> grandmothers read my work. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with y'all? They know what love is. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I got grandmothers reading my work, then that's amazing. Well, Sammy, we do have a caller. I'd like to bring this person on, if that's okay. Okay. The area code is 646. The first three numbers are 799. You're on the air with Samuel. Hear me? Yes, hello. 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 Good evening. Hi, hi. yes. This is William Washington. I'm that guy from Spanish Harlem that Sam talked about. All right. New York City. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> great show. First of all, great show. I'm, I'm really enjoying the back and forth. And your questions are definitely piercing. You, ju- you just took the question that I was going to ask Sam, but I'm going to ask Sam that same question in a different way. I've known Sam for many years, so I, I know of his journey to where he at, he's at today. But I wanted to ask Sam, what do you say to the dishearted, the disenfranchised, the, the brokenhearted, when they hear you talk about love being beautiful? What do you tell that person who may think that your version of love is a misrepresentation of love to them or love in their life or love today in 2023? And when you say love is beautiful and they seem the other side, how can you alleviate their, their worries? What, not even poem. What, what words can you tell them to not make it look like you're being fanciful about it? Because these kids today, they want the real shit. They want the real deal. How do you approach that? How do you respond to that person, the brokenhearted? Right. Thank you. Uh, wow. I mean, that's a great question because, you know, I see it. Uh, and, of course, that, that that helps me in my writing, too, because it comes up with that next dope line that you can even just imagine um, that everyone is different. So no two people are the same. So you can't judge a book unless you open it up and read it. And if you think that, that this person is going to treat you the same way that the other person is, then you have blocked that particular blessing. That that's like uh, the guy's digging. Uh, he's not going. He's knocking on the wall to get out, and and uh, or to get into a room, and the person is not there. Uh, that's what it is. You're going to block your own blessing if you let that the, the, that weight hold you down. And so uh, it helped me write this poem when I said, "We all flow differently." And so we do. So, and that's the same thing in life. We all love differently too. So, if you get if you get burnt, then you got to brush it off. If you let <laughs> it, oh, I'm sorry, uh-huh. I didn't mean to cut you off. But my girlfriend said you you are leading the sheep to slaughter. She ain't gonna mess with me today. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna call after the show and talk to her. <laughs> Now, remember, she's been beamed around yeah. the world. I'm trying to tell you, she means them oh, yeah. four broken hearts. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, this is not going to New Jersey. This is going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. I, I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to call in, and I'm going to want to talk to her today. Man, no, but well, actually, and the last thing I want to say is that you spoke about going on tour. Can you go more into the, the tour? Who do you tour with? Are you touring alone, solo? Group, what say you? Oh no! Well, amazingly, something uh, great happened. I started this thing in 2019, and I invited my friends to join me. Of course, the pandemic uh, stopped us from doing it in 2020. 
But we picked it up, and 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 uh, it's this thing I started, and which is the gray beards of poetry. And 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 we go out, and this young man, because he's young, I can say he's a young man, because he he's younger than me. Uh, as a great writer, uh, he's given me some dope lines. He didn't want to use them, but I used them, and, and I've written some dope poems behind it. But the gray beards of poetry are back on tour in 2023, uh, coming to a city near you on the East Coast somewhere. You know, the DMV, Atlanta, North Carolina, New York, we're going to be there. So, oh, yeah, I'm on okay. tour with. Oh, okay. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, five of us. We don't all travel, but, uh, but the most, the majority of us will travel. Uh, we have uh, a poet out of Long Beach. His name is uh, Daryl Lewis. His subject matter is his stage name. We have William Washington out of Spanish Harlem. We have Mr. Speaker out of the DMV, and we have Sir Lawrence out of Atlanta, Georgia, and of course, then my self-complicated passion. So, and and wherever city we go to, there can always be a gray beard in that city. They just need to reach out, and then we we'll make some type of arrangement to to include them into our show. Right on, right on. So, you saying that anybody that has a gray beard can be a part of your show? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you and I are going to have a conversation after the show is over. Right? <laughs> so, no, oh. you have to, to, uh, uh, so know, to, to, to be a great oh. beard. <laughs> He's on the road, Sam. He's on the road. He's in the group. He is in the group now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. No, so you know, your, uh, your great beard experience, um, because we want to show them that love is still beautiful. We do love poems most of the time, you know. So, okay. and, and because well, we all flow differently, I mean, <laughs> of course, of course right. we do. That's why we got gray beards. <laughs> That's why we got gray beards. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Oh, he's, well, in the group. he's already in the group. Now. I like that. I like this guy, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> exactly. So, so we're definitely going to be in the DMV, and we're definitely going to because I'm I'm in the DMV. In, in August and November, and we're definitely going to meet, and, and we're going to hammer some things out. And, of course, like I said, the Greybeards are, are poets who um, just do it. You know, we're older gentlemen, and we we bring you, it's not yeah. poetry. Oh, we bring you art. <laughs> I'll leave that to y'all. Go ahead. You know. <laughs> i got a long way to go before I get home. <laughs> no, hey, Sam, tell the host and the people that's listening that they can also find that video of our first ever uh, tour stop in um, Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. on YouTube. Uh, just type on in YouTube. the Greybeards. Yeah, the Greybeards of Poetry. If you type that in, then on on YouTube, it's going to come up, and, you, and you're going to see that particular show that we did in uh, Atlanta, which was really nice. At the Broken um, Team. And, and yeah, I think I typed all that in. You know, I ain't looking for it now myself, but. You know, I mean, I have seen the show. No, I was I was at the show. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I would definitely tell you that that uh, I've, I've been knowing William for a very long time, and uh, he's he's like a brother uh, to me, and and so um, it's just great. I mean, he's helped me push my career 
to another level. That's great. You know, uh, one that I was fighting and I wasn't going to do, and he pushed that out of me, and, and, and here it is. That, that's, how the, that's one of the reasons why the Dark Man Blue series got started was because right. of William's encouragement to write about life. You and, know, and vice versa. That we would talk about. And, and vice versa, because I write from the um, socially conscious, a lot of angry black poems and, uh, you know, p- police injustice. So I write from that vein, but I had to learn how to slow it down and reach an, another audience. Because women, when they come home from work, they don't want to hear a guy getting on stage screaming, fuck the police or fuck America. So I had right. to learn. And uh, Sam was my learning tool because he was able to breathe and relax during his poetry and speak of those beautiful things that he uh, recites about. And I, and I really helped me because it took the edge off my, my personal performance because everybody is not, are not revolutionists. Everybody don't want to be in a revolution. And I had to mm-hmm. realize that. So I thank wow. Sam yeah. for uh, showing me that, how to breathe and, and talk about love, you know, because, I mean, you know, niggas need love, too. That's yes, only one of my books. We need love, too. <laughs> well, you know, so. well, speaking of that, what I'd like you to do, if you'd like to share your information with Sam, I'm sure he has it, and share it with me, and I can bring you on this show. And I was waiting for you to say it, man. I said, damn, I, what I got to say for this guy to sign me up? You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to send you no threatening letter. No, <laughs> check your email. I think now. you never hung up. You never tried to hang up, so. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, <laughs> man, you should be in comedy. You're you pretty good, man. You're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but I'm um, serious, they can, so I'd like to have They can you find me like at William Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, the fake great beard, you know. No, but that's all right. <laughs> The ladies are pulling. <laughs> you can find me at William Washington ninety two thirty one on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So yeah, that's William Washington yeah, that ninety two thirty one. Oh, Facebook and Instagram. I got you, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> right. I enjoyed this All a lot, right. man. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you, man. You got some uh, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, like I said, that's my brother. Uh, 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 he's uh, he's been supporting me. We support each other. We we encourage each other. Uh, we learn from each other. And the thing is that that I will tell you about my growth period. How you know I I just didn't come out and and I'm I'm this dope writer. It didn't happen like that. It took a lot of work. And and as far as being a performer. I listened to some performers that, uh, especially in, in Los Angeles, who told me the things I needed to do to, they said, oh, you have the words, you need to get your stage presence together. And learning those different techniques that I have and how I address the audience, how I, how I even the fact that how I got men to start buying my book. Okay. You know, that book was an amazing story. And I wrote this <laughs> dope poem. And uh, I'm like, I need guys to buy my book. You know, because cause, uh, they need to be doing something, you know. But um, and, and my friend from the DMV, Mr. Speaker, mm-hmm. he he hosted a show, and I was at, and that's when he 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 told the audience, he says, y'all need to buy all these books because he can't read all these poems. He write, I can't. It's too many. I I have to be selective in the poems that that. And I I found poems that. Uh, uh, I had never read before, and I put them together, and I'm like, oh, this is so dope. I'm like, let me go in my archives, and I pull out poems, and then I'm like, these are poems that are not in books. They're just in my archives, and I pull them out, and I put them in a book because they're so dope, you know. So, like I said, I've written thousands of poems. (laughs) 
Well, you know, this is the question I probably should have asked a while ago. All great writers, great writing influences. Now, you talked about Shakespeare earlier on. I'm not going to say he's your influence, but someone that you knew as a writer, was a writer, rather. Who are some of your influences, man, and what makes them great in your eyes? Uh, Gamble and Huff, Tom okay. Bell, Fattening Whitehead. Uh, <laughs> those are the people, <laughs> Smokey Robinson. You know, I mean, that's what I'm moved by. You know, I mean, those are the writers that, 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 that was writing the kind of stuff that I wanted to write, you know. Okay. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, uh, I, I love music. I, you know, like I, I listened to an OJ song and I'm looking to who wrote it. Oh, Gambling Huff. <laughs> so like, I want to write like that. I'll tell you, Earth, Wind and Fire, them singing them love songs. I'm like, oh, I could write that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, I mean, well, those are the writers that, that I'm influenced by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we my favorite part of the show I view it as being a mini poetry concert this is an opportunity for you to share three or four of your poems back to back no interruptions from me Samuel Rain Benjamin you're on the stage it's been a while since I've tasted beautiful arousing earth tones <laughs> she be black coffee in my mornings her essence flows through me I tell her she's that to my pain, and we love hard. Have you ever felt black rain? I could never let her go. She tells me the same when she says, I'm your fiend, dark man. She's off the chain. Call me the macking game. I'm just hungry for her love. I show her. We all flow differently. Some of us flow rhymes and call it therapy. Now, I've been touring around the country. Her poets try to sound like Salam AC. So somewhere in here there's a rewind. It will be complicated passion, making love to your mind. This might take a little time. We won't call it a sin. You just need to give in, like touch me like I'm going to touch you. <laughs> you see, I'm looking for that proper beginning <laughs> with a dope end. I won't stop until you're through. You see, I'll need you to come too. Now back to flowing rhymes like Therapy. She said my words have ways, so I took out my pen like she asked me. She said, write into me and make it nasty. Now she knows I would read her. It felt good discovering myself. True story, this past forgotten, these ancient memories feeding my soul. I wanted more, and she was giving, inviting me like home. She shared her emotions, leaving echoes on wall paintings. I spoke her name since <laughs> She's dark girl magic. It wasn't her appearance I fell into thinking this what makes me. She was that dear I needed I had to. She spoke her mind and I don't mind the inner beauty moves me. I could taste the hunger. After all she's temptation. If only she knew, dark girl, I'll be loving you with all of my senses. Not just the five they mentioned, my three sixty coming in dimensions, encompassing if I were making love, I would inhale the scent of you like the sheep do. Take your breath away like a silent movie to be deeper into you. You sing it to me and I come alive. As the fire in your body engulfs the depths of my soul, I feel you like music. Now, quintessential radio, y'all got my pen inking. 
So I'm adjusting my flow. Hear this like you want to be part of me. Call me temptation. Yes, I'm a fiend. I'll forget it if this be my thing. And these lines read my mind. You know what I mean. So big day and buying my books in Japan now. I got them hungry for me. Sounds like R&B. They even dubbed me the Will Downing of poetry. And to think, <laughs> I'm just complicated passion. The voice behind this pen. Thank you. That was all three or four? That, sir, was seven poems. <laughs> you need, so, I mean, you need to warn there, you, man. There's more. There's more. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like okay, so uh, uh, let me drop this one. Yeah, drop one, please, please. Okay, okay, so. so I didn't even have a chance to drink my yeah. glass of water. <laughs> you were done. <laughs> you were so smooth. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it right. just, let me tell you this story. Like, okay, like, okay, uh, story. Uh, okay uh, <laughs> she needed a bedtime story. It was more than wine and candles she would hunger for. I thought for a moment how passionate this was going to be. And then she whispered, read to me. She left a hint on the nightstand. I knew she had been reading. Little did she know, I was reading too. I took book in hand. Just before I opened it, I recited a line. I'm going to love you like a blind man would do. Every line curves too while painting my imagination. You see, I close my eyes when I hold you. My wanting embrace discovering the goddess of my temptation. Let me caress you in anticipation of your desire. Know this. As I trace you to wet, picture this silhouette matching every part of you. Like the wind finger painting my affection and your body becoming my canvas. From thought to perfection as I love the skin you're in. Yes, I am complicated passion. The voice behind this pen. You have only loved this deep in your dreams. Now, imagine these affections whispering to the moment you come to hear me passionately saying, I'm not done. I seek to find your love's end. I so want to over and over. So tell me, how do you love me after you make love to me? You see, sometimes you make me want to scream, so you'll need to hold on. The passion's on fire. My love like high on you. I just can't get enough of that. Drug of a kiss. I could just imagine the caress I would miss. It called out to me, I want you. I tried to say no. And she kissed me again. That moment I wanted it all in. The speed of love had me. I had no choice. She held on for the life of me. Took off my safety belt. What was I to do? She took me for a ride. She said, I got you. I was fantasy on high when she was through. You see, I was moved by desire. Like once the desert was at sea, you set flame to fire when you expressed your wanting to be with me. I was tempted to love again. I would hunger the pleasures of your company. You see, I need you. Like a watch keeps time. Like a ball needs a bench. And damn, girl, 
I want to hit that. I want to correct you like chocolate on cake. Now, tell me, can you imagine that? Let me trace you like a private eye to uncover the beautiful things you want to do. Let me be that passionate surrender you come to when you want to share your heart with a love that's true with someone who will understand when a woman needs a man like you do. She said, hold up, come Hold up, complicated. You can't be true. She says, nobody loves like you say you do. She told me I talked a good game, so she packaged me up and categorized me as if I were a plaything, like she could get me off of a rack. I don't know where she's been shopping at. Maybe she's never had a love who's had her back. So I let her vent. Seems as though she's been sent, cause and effect, a casualty of integrity, so... I guess I'll let her say she's right. There's not another lover like me. Yes, I want to love as if it would be an implication. Like the sunsets and the stars fill the sky, the eroticism from this would be deeper than life. Picture this. I'll first sense you with caress when it is you, the moon, and I. Held in each breath, the whispers of sweet everything. The affection shared will be kisses to which your desire, each and every part of you, I will do, I want to. So tell me, how do you love me after you make love to me? You make love to me? Again, I am complicated passion breathing through paper. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that piece reminds me of when I grew up in High Point, North Carolina, where I am right now, taking care of my dad. And when my mom would cook something really good, he'd say to her, you know, you put your foot in there. And that's how yeah. I felt about that piece of poetry, man. <laughs> you pull a rabbit out the hat with that one. All your work. Oh, yeah. All your work. Thank you. <laughs> you put your foot in it, man. That was fantastic. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you were meant to be a poet? You know, do I think I'm going to do what with it? Do you think you were meant to be a poet? Was that your death? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, oh, the way way I'm putting it down is like, either I'm going to be a songwriter or a poet. And when I first started writing, I wasn't going to recite my work. I wanted someone else to do it. But then no one was going to do it the way I wanted it to be done. You know, unless, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm Quincy Jones and I'm telling you this is the way you're going to do it. You know, so I was like, I'll do it myself. So, no, I was meant to be a poet. Literally, uh, it's just once I I had to bug it in high school, mm-hmm. but I didn't push it. I, you know, I wanted to write in college. I did a little, but I, I never gave it a hundred percent. And until uh, I got older, is when I I, I start putting in the work. And as I said, I've written from two thousand and four till now. I've uh, almost 20 years of writing. I've written thousands of poems. Wow. I have multiple books. I performed all over the country. And, you know, and I'm still trying to get my name out there, you know, yes. uh, even though my books are selling in different countries. You know, I'm not, I'm not on that, that, uh, that, that you can find me. People aren't reading it, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not what they're looking for. My audience is. I know when I first started writing, I, I said my audience was going to be uh, 30 to 55, and then 
as uh, when I discovered that older people were liking my poetry, I moved it up to 80. And then when I found out that younger people were reading it too, I dropped it down. Uh, I did a show for Job Corps. You have to be 18 to 24. And those mm-hmm. young girls were all excited about hearing how beautiful those love poems were. Looking at all of your men like, you don't talk like that. I'm like, no, because they, they don't have no experience yet. You know, it's like, you know, uh, people are like trees, you know. You grow, and then the more rings you have, and then like a tree, you can tell how old the tree is by how many rings it has. And and so mm-hmm. that's the same thing with age. When we age, then we grow, and then we learn. It's, it, life is a learning process. It is. You know. Question for you. Question for you. What surprises you most about being a poet? And who are you as about a poet? About the poetry? Yes, what surprises you about being a poet? And, and as a consequence of being a poet, who are you now? Um, being a poet, okay, so what surprises me is, is that uh, I'm standing in front of thousands of people spitting poetry, something else that I would never do. Mm-hmm. And, and and for people to accept my work, you know, um, it's like I, um, I was told by a young man that I used to manage, uh, he, he, he's a spoken word artist, and he says, everybody's not going to like what you write. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it, it's true. So uh, you have to find your audience. And that's why I chose to write about love, because I know that every woman wants to be in love. So let me tell them something beautiful and let them see that love is still beautiful. And yes, men think like this. And Sometimes they say, oh, you should be teaching class and teach these men to know I can't teach. That man's got to teach himself. He's going to learn from experience, and we all learn from experience. So uh, poetry for me, um, it's the, I write about real-life moments in, in, my, in, my, in my life, the love, the, the hurt, the pain. Uh, I, I write about those things, and, and I don't share them all. You, you have to read the book, you know, because right. I can't recite all these poems. I only could do so many and then when I'm on the road I only want to do love poems when I'm on the road only mm-hmm. it's like you're going to see me spit it's going to be a love poem I I, I was in um, I was in Houston one time and I, I, I went I signed up for this open mic and and so I walked over to meet the host to introduce myself and I said I'm Samuel Rain and she said I know who you are mm-hmm. like, what I thought I was famous then I was like oh shit I'm famous now Somebody know me? Oh yeah, it was amazing. You know, and it just made me feel good. You know. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So, if poetry or writing were both banned tomorrow, what would you do creatively to express yourself? Uh, we're going to war. Because you ain't banning poetry. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so you can ban all that other stuff you want to ban, but you're about to have a revolution. Remember, they tried to burn books before, you know, that, that ain't happening. Right. That ain't happening. We, we're definitely going to war. I mean, that's why they're afraid of so That's why poetry, poetry, you know, it's out there. And and, and it was great that uh, a poet won America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. But they ain't wanting to hear the truth. They want you to write about the birds and the trees and the water right. and the flowers and, and, and no, 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 no. I want to tell you in this poem that I, I'm not going to be a clone of my father's past. Mm-hmm. You, you can't treat me that way, you know, in real life. You know, it's like when uh, my name is Mr. When you address me, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. So if it's a sir or Mr., uh, mm-hmm. then you can get my attention. If you call me something other than that, then we have a problem. 
Right. You know, so life itself is, uh, it's like, I, I remember it's a Stanley Clark song, Life is a Game That We Play. Mm-hmm. Well, if we plan this game, I'm out to win. And whatever I do, you know, if it's writing poetry or teaching or talking to young people, raising my kids, living with my family, meeting meeting new people. Like, I, I if I had not come on that show that you were featured on, mm-hmm. I, we maybe not have crossed paths, no. but we did. So it was yes, meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it was great, you know, and, and I've been excited ever since, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's when I reached out, you know, and, and I'm glad that she reached out to me and yeah. and giving me this opportunity. Like, I, there are more shows. I mean, it's so, with so many shows, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I, I know this person. I know that person, too. I'm going <laughs> to listen to their interview. You know, I just have done them, you know, they have, they have this certain amount of time a day, and I'm just like, okay, this show's an hour. I can listen to a couple of shows. Right, and then I can play right. them and I can see how it goes. But but they were mm-hmm. all great, you know. Thank you. All, all the people well, that I heard. I mean, I, I was excited. Well, we're going to add this one to the Pantheon of shows, man. Where can oh, we find it? Uh, thank Where you. can we buy it? Where can we buy it? Okay, so uh, I have a website. It's darkmanblues.com. And you can find me on there. I, I, I tell people, you know, Google me. Google Samuel Rain Benjamin, and that whole thing is me, you know, because I've done mm-hmm. so much, and right. I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that 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 uh, that people have shared my my work. Uh, you can hear my work. You can see some of my performances if you Google me. You can see the books that I've written. And people say, uh, I had one person ask me. They said, "Oh, name all your books that you've written." I, I can't remember. I have so much in my head. I can't remember the names of the books that I've written. That mm-hmm. I put out, you know, so, so I'm like, and, and he, they, that person could have easily Googled me and saw all the books that I've written out. They're not available. And why? Yes. Because I took them off because okay. I, I wanted to be in control. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, how, how Prince was in control of his music. I'm in control of my poetry now. Mm-hmm. I publish it under my own company. I'm right. in, I, I've got control of that, you know. And so, uh, and I, I've submitted my work to be published and, and uh, and I would tell people continue to submit your work to be published. One day they may publish you, but if they don't, don't don't give up. You know, uh, I wrote this book and it was called Love in a Conversation, and they said at that particular time it wasn't what they were looking for, but they loved my work. I'm like, I think that was a, a what, what do you call those a stock letter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah. okay, but they mm-hmm. but they told me they said if you get an agent, then you can get this book printed. That's what they told mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I needed an agent, so. So yeah, you should work in that. But we should all help each other. I, I, that's, that's what true. I've I've been doing for the last twenty years is helping other poets achieve their goals. Right. It's always been my right. mission. It's not about me. It's not about me. Where Where do you go from here? What's next creatively? Well, uh, I started this company in a divinity books. I'm on a mission, and my mission is to be, is become a major publishing company. All right to publish our work, to have our works published uh, majorly without it being blocked because we don't have the name recognition because there's some great writers out there mm-hmm, who, don't, who won't get the opportunity. Uh, and I'm out to show people that uh, find you a publisher uh, that will work with you. you know. And, and I tell people, like, if you're paying for a service, then get that service. 
but you want to own the rights to your book because if someone else owns the rights to your book, they might not be fair to you. And my whole thing is about being fair because it is something that uh, my grandmother told me. When someone mentions your name, make sure that they always said something great about you because you've done good things. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, there are so many more questions, man, but I want you to come back. And if we can pull it off, maybe we can, it can happen before the end of the year. Because there are other questions. Absolutely. I want to hear more of your work. Less of my talking and hearing more of your work. Hearing more of your work. Wow. Thank you, man. Oh, good so much. I thank you. For, I, I thank you for the opportunity. You know, I mean, uh, this is like I'm going to go on tour. I have a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my first feature is um, I'm going to be doing a feature in August on the 5th, and then I'll mm-hmm. be in in the DMV. That's that same week I'll be in the DMV, uh, and then then I'll be in New York. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be out there. Well, when you're in the DMV, because you know I live in Washington D.C., I'll have to find you. Okay. Okay, I would definitely reach right. out to you. All right. For sure. Thank you. All right. Well, to the listening audience, like I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, Samuel. Good night, Michael. Thank you. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.